The Exhibitor Now podcast is your source for the latest news and interviews with thought leaders in the trade show and live event world. Hosted by Mark Johnson, owner of Exhibitor Group and CTSM, the industry's only university-affiliated professional certification program, and by Mike Morrison, industry podcaster and national sales director at WS Display. Give us 30 minutes, and we'll give you everything you need to know now. Need a presenter? Your event audio has you covered. Closed circuit audio equipment with turnkey operation at your trade show booth, live event, or private event. YourEventAudio.com is the place to go. DJ services, MC talent, and a whole lot more. Check out YourEventAudio.com today. Save your seat now for Exhibitor Live 2024. The conference and exhibition for trade show and corporate event marketing is coming to Nashville, Tennessee, February the 25th to 28th. Exhibitor Live features 100 educational sessions and workshops covering everything you need to know to run a successful face-to-face -face marketing program. Plus, you'll enjoy two days to shop North America's largest exhibition of trade show and event products and services. Attention, register now and save $400 with our early bird rate. Learn more at ExhibitorLive.com. Happy Thanksgiving from the Exhibitor Now podcast from the Exhibitor Group. Mike Morrison here from WS Display. Mark Johnson is the owner of the Exhibitor Group. As you can tell, and this has happened in previous podcasts, maybe not this year, but in previous years, something happens where some kind of bug in the winter change hits. Could have been food poisoning, could have been anything. But Mark struck me last night and uh, put me on the sideline. This is Wednesday before Turkey Day. But uh, a lot going on that we could talk about. Um, as I mentioned, we're recording this uh, a day before Thursday. We're on Wednesday. But as one can imagine, things are a little slower this week as companies see their staffs taking PTO time and doing a lot of traveling from an airport perspective. TSA is expecting 30 million plus. They'll be screened by uh, TSA agents in over 50,000 flights today on Wednesday alone. Highway travel will also break records or at least expected to break records. The east where I'm at is being disrupted with a major storm system passing through. But as always, Mark, everyone is thankful for a little bit of the slowdown this week. Yeah, you know, it has changed in the world with the uh, remote working. Uh, but I also think, too, our industry in particular is a good sign of we worked hard this year. Our teams have gone, you know, gangbusters for so long. Uh, it's a chance for them to get away. We've encouraged it to take some extra time, uh, go spend time with family and friends or invite them over to your house. And, you know, again, it's a time to be thankful. So, you know, enjoy the people and the family and friends around you. But we're seeing it too. There's a lot of people that are taking some extra time off, and uh, it, it's 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 working out. I've got a similar thing to you, Mike. I'm just a couple of days ahead of you. I got hit hard Saturday with a really terrible cold, um, and was just couldn't get out of bed all weekend, and was supposed to be up in uh, D.C. Uh, with an announcement, which we'll share here in a little bit too. But uh, didn't make it, and otherwise I would have been fighting my way home yesterday with the crowds uh, or today, given the storm that was going on. I'd probably been pushed today. But now I get to hang out here in Minnesota, and we got a surprise here today. 
we actually have the sunshine in November. That's not uh, normal here in Minnesota. So we have, at least not in November. Uh, so we've got some sun out here today, and I'll be enjoying a couple days before I take off Saturday. Uh, my wife and I are heading down to EDPA a couple of days early to try to have a little bit of a weekend for us um, because of all the travel, too. And then we'll meet everybody at uh, EDPA. Absolutely. Everybody's looking forward to a, a great access that will happen in Bonita Springs, Florida. We'll talk more about that on the back end of today's show, but you are correct. Um, mine, as we were talking off mic, I'm glad whatever this was, whether it was food poisoning, whether it was the cold, whether what it was, it lasted about six hours. And of course, it lasts from midnight until six in the morning, which is the time that you don't want to be sick. But at least this morning, it has... Uh, begin to subside. And uh, I feel like I've just been in a street fight in the street one. So with that being said, um, let's move on to another point that I found interesting. Another story out about retailers and brands who cater to upper middle class customers. Think Apple, Nordstrom, Coach, Rodeo Drive, if you will, Manhattan, those type of stores. They are experiencing the steepest sales drop in two years, according to reports. An influence index tracking U.S. credit and debit card transactions show that spending fell at 70% of included companies from August through October. So that's, we're coming right into the holiday season. And because affluent shoppers tend to indulge in good times and pull back faster than the wealthy during bad, their spending decline may see a slowdown or even a, a contraction in the economy. So foot traffic at plusher U.S. malls is also slowing for the first time since the pandemic, according to data. Uh, and then finally, uh, Best Buy, which is up there in your neck of the woods, and Lowe's uh, out of North Carolina are cutting, uh, showing cut forecasts for labor. Uh, they showed that yesterday, citing a drop of sales in big ticket items. I say all that, Mark to wonder how this will impact our industries moving forward from a face-to-face -face standpoint, shows, conferences, uh, experiential activations, things of that nature, going into the remainder of 23 and obviously the first of 24. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Let's stay with just the consumers first. You know, I'm we've been following it and talking about it, and every event that we've been to, the last one with UFIs, had economists there, and they're showing their forecast. They're still seeing a, a a growth, a, a slower growth in 2024. And the last one, I think we talked about at UFI, the U.S. economist that was there, he, they were saying no recession at all and not even a soft landing. It's just going to continue to go. But they are expecting some of this pullback and some of the spending. Some of the trends, though, in spending, uh, people are buying experiences more to give those as gifts versus the actual hard goods that people have been selling in the past. So that might be part of the trend with it. And I agree with you, though, that, that there is um, we and I probably fall in that category, as you talked about. We're not going to give as much material things this year, but we're, we are giving experiences. Um, that was our plan for it. And uh, we always have a Thanksgiving tradition. So everybody's coming here tomorrow and uh, the family be here. We put together bags for uh, the homeless to hand out and stuff like that. And so we've upped the dollar amount that we're putting in there. And then with it, we're also giving the kids money for experiences. And we're dictating a little bit of what we want them to spend it on. But it has to be an experience. And so we're trying to do things along that line. So maybe that's what they're feeling. Um, 
the best buy and lows. Yeah, we're seeing some of those same pullbacks. So some of the jobs that may help because again, it's still hard to find employment out there. But also think about the malls. I mean, um, my family's talked about it with these mass shootings. They're not that comfortable heading out to the malls where the people are, you know, grouping in you know masses where somebody could. Uh, a bad threat could turn on or something like that. So I don't know, maybe it's a combination of all of them. Uh, I'm still seeing uh, optimistic growth for next year. All of our companies are projecting a pretty major growth pattern, uh, partially because we're acquiring and expanding and then message going together. I get that. But uh, right now our clients are talking bigger and better for next year. So uh, let's hope it continues. Well, that's good to hear. And if anybody happens to stumble on an extra bottle of Pedialyte, just kind of throw it my way as my Thanksgiving gift. I could use that today. But <laughs> finally, uh, the third point, and I know, Mark, you're a big EV guy, but the latest from more of Ford doesn't sound that great. Ford is scaling back its Michigan electric vehicle battery plant following a slowing of EV demand and rising labor costs. You know, the strike just happened, the huge settlement. So obviously labor is going to shoot up in, in uh, the cost of that. The automaker first announced the $3.5 billion factory in February, but said Tuesday, uh, yesterday, that it would reduce the plant's ca uh, capacity by 43%. And it's now expecting to hire around 1,700 workers instead of the original 2,500. Construction on the facility was already delayed due to the worker strike and the union's new labor deal with Ford will likely influence or did influence the company's decision to slow down its EV investments. So just outside looking in, Mark, are we beginning to stay where we are with what we have and see what happens before plunging into EV expansion? You know, the EV market is interesting. Um, I really think the Elon Musk model, again, it, it, we've talked about it a little bit before, but if you haven't, read the book, uh, Play Bigger. Uh, it really talks about what Elon did by creating a category king. And then he released a lot of his patents because he needed the other companies to step up and also perform because the market has to get bigger for Elon to have even a bigger category. And right now he controls so much with the network of charging stations that he has that he's now selling his op options to Rivian and Ford are buying into the rights to use his charging stations. But that's a big thing for moving them around. Uh, right now, the market is trying to get to the middle middle of the road, the, you know, the $30,000, $40,000 car. And that's not easy to do. Those are cards are cars are hard to produce at that cost and, and, and provide for it. But I think the bigger problem we all have to look at in a, as a country is our infrastructure. We have not done enough yet to take care of all of the demand. If we all went electric, you know, our, our supply chains across the way for, again, charging stations, our electricity, we just don't have them in place. Now, that being said, I told you off, Mike, uh, we are opening up a new facility in Vegas. We've just uh, turned it on here December 1st. It's a uh, pretty good size, you know, 75,000, 50,000, I think somewhere in that area, square foot. Um, full production is somewhere down the road, but it's definitely going to be a portable rental deal. But for my team there, we just bought a Rivian truck. Uh, I believe in the electric and we're going to continue to support the EV market as we go forward with it. But I bought it in Minneapolis and I've got to ship it to Vegas uh, to make sure it gets there because it doesn't have all the charging stations that Tesla does. 
I know they have them, and there's more than you can find with different Charge Americas out there. But we need much more of those in place for this to totally work. Uh, I think Ford's got to get into it. I do think it's a market that's going to come. You'll see Volkswagen's going that path. There's going to be more and more players in it. Uh, it's just easier to stay with the um, you know, gas-burning trucks as we've got them today. But at some point, there will be some turns. I think it has to be a balance. It's going to take some time over the years. And but man, I'll tell you, I've been a car guy, and I've had all the different brands you can think of. Uh, I've never had a more cost-effective car than these electric cars. Uh, I've had Teslas since they've come out, and that's been a model that people either have problems with or don't. I've not had any real problems with mine, the several I've had over the years, but they last forever. And the only reason I change is because my one of my kids wants one and can't afford it, so I'll pass it down and I'll go buy a new one. So I've you know I've got it, but um, I love them. I think they're just a they're the time the the future coming and uh, the only scary part about it is big brother uh, with the apps and the system i mean tesla knows every car on the road knows where everybody is and you think you're a marked man mike if they didn't like you they could turn your car off tomorrow so uh, i have those threats already in my world doesn't have to be an electric car but i do have a question on the rivian truck that you bought from vegas what's the uh full charge capacity and mileage how far can it go before needing a charge yeah, so I've got the large battery. So they're saying 310 miles, 315 miles uh, per charge. You know, so that's that area. And we've got the, you know, bought the SUV. Seats fold down, so it's easier to haul stuff. It actually has more hauling room than some of the truck. We did look at the Hummer EV. Uh, that one really was a beautiful car, and that's great for off-roading. But it doesn't have the bed space to really haul anything. Uh, so there's more that's coming behind, you know, again, Ford's supposed to be doing it, but yeah. And again, this demand thing is sure something we saw the Hummer. I'll give you an example at CES last year and fell in love with it. And my son and I were like, oh, we'll buy one right now. And at CES, they wouldn't even put us on the list. They said, no, too long. There's years and years before you'll get, if you get on the list now, it's going to be way too long. I'm like, okay. And then we saw there's a few of them here in Minneapolis that are for sale. Uh, people bought them and flipped them quick, they, you know, buying them thinking uh, they got in quick and they were going to make a big profit or whatever the case is. But you can buy them used uh, here with, you know, 200 miles on them and a handful of them. So there's obviously more in demand than they thought or more available, I should say, than in demand. Uh, but great, great car. And I think that is uh, the power of these things. I mean, these are 10,000. The Hummer is 10,000 pounds. And again, zero to 60 is in three and a half seconds. I mean, wow. they fly. Um, but anyways, um, that's the range form. And if you're daily driving to and from, you have no problem with them. I used to have range anxiety when I first got into it. But your average day work, you're, you know, if you're going to work, you're not going to go 300 miles most days. And then you're back at home and charging at night and charges over a couple hours or a few hours over the evening. And you're back at it the next day. The challenge really comes, like I said, if. We were going to take off and we will be taking off here right after Christmas and driving down to Vegas with the Tesla uh, as we're permanently moving down there. Um, to do that with the Rivian would be a little bit more challenging because you've got to find different spots where there's so many Tesla supercharging stations. It makes it a lot easier. Interesting discussion. And of course, we all know the auto show comes around in Detroit about the same time or right around the time CES comes up. That'll be the first of the year. It'll be interesting to watch the trends 
with uh, what happens, what uh, what we see there, and then moving into 24 and, and see how this all shakes out. Talk about shaking out. Uh, got a surprise interview for today. We didn't really plan this one, but uh, we were off mic talking, and uh, we think it's very important to report the news about what's going on with the holidays. So we'll take a quick break and come back with that quick interview. And then Mark and I will come back and wrap things up after this. Are you searching for trade show and event products and services? Find it on Exhibitor Exchange is your complete buyer's guide to trade show exhibiting and events. Featuring the trade show industry's top exhibit and display providers. Find it on Exhibitor Exchange is the industry's best shopping and commerce resource for buyers and sellers of exhibit and event products and services. Reaching 20,000 exhibit and event buyers in every print issue of Exhibitor Magazine and 140,000 exhibit and event buyers online each year. Search the listings or list your company today. Learn more at ExhibitorOnline.com slash find it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat the turkey like a good boy should. Cause it's turkey to eat so good. Welcome back to the Exhibitor Now podcast. Everyone heard about the two turkeys pardoned by the White House this Thanksgiving week. Their names were Liberty and Bell, in case you missed it. Since I have a communications degree from the illustrious Georgia Southern University, I felt it was time to utilize one of the most famous dialects that was taught at the school, the infamous Jive Turkey language. So I had the opportunity to speak with the two birds remotely earlier this week. So, Liberty and Bell, welcome to the Exhibitor Now podcast, where we spare no expense in bringing top-notch stories to our listeners. I can't help but notice, though, that the two of you are seemingly a bit distraught over something, and it would appear that you would be thankful for the lifetime pardon that you received from President Biden. It was bestowed upon you this week. So, can you tell us what's going on? That does make sense. I mean, while you both were born in Minnesota, you were both named after Pennsylvania monuments. I guess you could see a little bit of disappointment in that. But still, you have to admit, you, you now get to head back to your home state where you'll live a life of luxury at the University of Minnesota, where you'll live the rest of your days without worrying about whether or not you'll wind up in the meat section of a grocery store, right? So you feel a little bit tainted now that President Joe leaned over and sniffed your feathers in front of the country? Well, I must admit, I don't recall seeing that in the reports from the media, but with the way things are with media these days, I do get it. <laughs> yes, he does tend to stumble around, and I do see that the two of you actually walk better than he does these days. But, but tell me this, what was your favorite part about visiting the White House this week? Leaving it? Wow, I see. Well, it looks like you wore your best suits to the occasion, all white in color. You do know it's after Labor Day, right? You still look better dressed than the rest of the administration. Uh, well, yeah, so let's finally, let's wrap this up. Do you have any political ambitions since you've now been pardoned by the president? I see the two of you would like to start a lobbyist group to have all turkeys pardoned for Thanksgiving week. Well, I'm not sure that's going to fly. Uh, 
Oh, sorry, no pun intended. <laughs> hey, you should slow your roll a little bit. I'm probably going to be consuming a family member or two in the next coming days. A short break will wrap things up for this week after this. Attention, trade show and event marketing professionals. Are you ready to take your face-to-face -face marketing expertise to the next level? Join more than 3,000 candidates currently enrolled in Exhibitor Group's Certified Trade Show Marketer Program. CTSM is corporate America's top source of the industry's best trade show and corporate event training. CTSM Certified Trade Show Marketers enjoy expanded career opportunities, greater respect and authority in their organizations, and earn higher salaries than their acronym-free peers. Learn more. Earn more. Visit ctsm.com today. Well, wow, that was an incredible interview, Mike. Uh, I know we've been accused of being a couple of turkeys or maybe having some turkeys on the show, but uh, to really actually talk to a, a, a real turkey is uh, informative. And whatever side of politics you're on right now, I'm sure turkeys come up in that description for them at times, too. So great interview. Really enjoyed it. And uh, it's always good to hear, you know, we're looking at uh, Thanksgiving from one side. It's good to hear ever other, other people's perspectives, and I think that's one of the things we're trying to do in the show here is bring different perspectives from uh, all avenues of the industry. So that was a good one. Yeah, as uh, it's been reported, you know, Exhibitor was really planning on broadening that content. So uh, you know, there's nothing <laughs> like stepping out there and coming up with some really hot news, uh, turkey style. And uh, I don't know if you like yours uh, baked or fried, but uh, uh, there will be some con turkey consumption here in Georgia. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> we'll have to talk to Emily and the staff next year. Maybe we'll have to go back to the old farm report. I used to remember listening to that on the radio growing up. So <laughs> oh, gosh, now you're going back in time because I was in South Georgia in radio and we do farm report every day on an AM station. Yeah. And, uh, never understood a bit of it, <laughs> but mm -hmm. it was just a feed that came in. I turned it on and our listeners would listen to country music and the farm report. So there you go. Speaking of reports, uh, let's wind it down for this uh, post-Turkey Day celebration on the Exhibitor Now podcast. RSNA is taking place next week at McCormick, and uh, the Exhibitor staff enlightened me on the fact that they will be reporting that this will be a Freeman GC show. We talked about this earlier, where the new rigging rules will be taking place, so the staff will be on hand to investigate that mark and report on the news. Yeah, we're very interested with going on with it. Again, uh, we want to lead with some insight and see what's going on with the industry. We want to be the place for education. And this is an issue that came up earlier. You know, Freeman saying they're getting that from their uh, associations, the legal, you know, the legalities of the lo local setups and fire marshals and all that that goes with it. So let's see how it plays out. And, uh, and at the end, whatever it does, well, how can we work around it and help our end customers Make sure they uh, perform better and aren't surprised and have a successful show. If you are an EDPAer, you will be packing your bags on either Saturday or Sunday, most likely, maybe Monday, heading down to Fort Myers uh, Airport, where it's a very short drive to Bonita Springs, Florida, where we will have EDPA access. There will possibly be, and actually, I think I've confirmed uh, through Dash or Lowe that. This will be a record-breaking crowd that will arrive, um, and uh, at least a, a very, very strong presence will be uh, intact 
And we'll look forward to seeing everyone there. I, uh, of course, we mentioned and kind of brushed over a couple of times. I'm doing uh, the uh, after party for the EDPA President's Gala. And uh, that'll be a first uh, where we'll be introducing somewhat something similar to what we did at Access uh, to, uh, excuse me, the ESCO winner, uh, no, not the winner, the Summer Educational Conference, right. where we did karaoke there. Um, we'll actually have some uh, 80s thro throwback on the front end of the, uh, of the, of the party. Uh, some popular dancing up front after that. And then uh, we're looking forward to getting some people, Mark, up there on stage and uh, competing for a couple of awards will be given away. Yeah, you know, I was there with you in the summer event um, in Florida. And I'm not, I, you don't want me on the stage. I do not have a musical tone in me at all, unfortunately. Jealous of that. But everybody had a good time. And even those who didn't and got up, they enjoyed the heck out of it. And it really was a a big crowd pleaser. So Mike, I, I, you do a great job at it and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I know that uh, you're doing a great job with Brewmark and uh, James is doing a lot. You, your video is phenomenal. Uh, you gave us the teaser with it. So it was nice to see that once the crowd sees that area with it, but it's a good fun. Uh, EDPA is a big f part of our success over the years. Uh, we first joined it when I started the company and it brings a lot of the uh, leadership team together and you get best practices so we're looking forward to it. An exhibitor will be there in full force. Uh, one, we're there as a supplier and as um, sponsor, and we're working with the group. But it's how do we help better serve that part of the our customer base so we in turn can then serve the end marketer at the end of the day, too. So we'll, we'll have a full cast there. I think we've got eight or ten people there. So. Oh, wow. Really looking forward to that. Uh, we'll be bringing in cameras for the first time. Uh, for there to do our interviews. So we'll start that process out of EDPA Access. That's kind of how this got started last year was at EDPA Access. You and I sat down over a lunch, uh, negotiated some things, and uh, boom, January 13th, we went on the air. We haven't missed a Friday since that time. Uh, I've, I've had some threats like today where I could have easily had to 86 this one and uh, do AI or something for my voice to be able to be used. Uh, because there was nothing going at about six this morning, but uh, thankfully we're able to do that. I'll wrap it up by saying I will be on hand at the ESCO Winter Awards Ceremony in Dallas, Texas. Looking forward to saying goodbye to our good friend. Not goodbye, but uh, happy retirement to Larry Arnaday. Uh, Larry, you're a great guy. I know you're a listener, and we appreciate all the work that you've done uh, over the years in the industry, but also with ESCO. As we mentioned last year, we know, or last week rather, we know that uh, Julie Keggy will take the reins and, and, and take off with this going into 24. Looking forward to where that association goes as well. Yeah, no, I think, uh, Mike, first of all, thanks for the reaching out a year ago. Uh, it was an interesting uh, conversation we had, totally a surprise to me, and I really appreciate you considering us. And I've really enjoyed this year. It's uh, been an expanding year for me in a lot of ways, but I never thought I would be doing a podcast, let alone weekly. And then we started with the association podcast on top of it. But it's a great opportunity for you and I to uh, work together and, and help the industry. So thanks again. I've really enjoyed it. Look forward to even more fun in 2024. So I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. And I'm going to head over to the CVS and grab some Pedialyte from the exhibitor now podcast the exhibitor now podcast give us 30 minutes and we'll give you everything you need to know now